Giving us a Neil Pert air drum I'm trying, solo I'm over to, here. I'm psyching myself up because a thunderstorm just started. A, a rainstorm. It hasn't done anything to prove to us it's going to be a thunderstorm yet. Yeah, yeah. You're you're kind of uh, you're it's looking on the negative side here. Yeah, it's going to be a tornado. Yeah. Uh, this is Matt. Yeah, this is Brett. Rain cloud white. Brett rain cloud white. Yeah. That's uh. It's not my name. It's, it's not your name. None of those are actually Don't your Google name. Don't Google it. You're not going to find shit. <laughs> uh, with, us, uh, with us this afternoon is Nicole Dressel. Hello. How are you, Nicole? I'm well, thank you. Oh, that's great to hear. Uh, how's your day been? It's been good. Yeah? Uh, I cleaned my apartment. Uh-huh. Um, but my boyfriend did most of the work cleaning the kitchen, which is a nice surprise. Yeah. Because it's usually a woman's enjoy. role. Nope. Um, <laughs> no, usually no. that's a no one's role. That's a no, yeah, that's exactly it. It's usually the no one role. Sorry. Um... And I, yeah, yeah, and then I headed on over here. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and joining us today, the very funny Carrie McGuire. Hello. Carrie, yeah. how are you today? I'm well. I'm well. This yeah. day's just flying by. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, you have a wonderful new haircut. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. It is. What it's do you not think even about 24 podcasts? hours old. Yeah. yeah. We're go- we're- the rest of the show is going to be all about visuals that you yeah. cannot see. <laughs> so, guys, taste this. Yeah. Whoa, look mm. at that color. That's- yeah. Do you guys hear that? Oh, wait, hold on. You can hear things. Yeah. Yeah, they no, can hear work. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, Carrie. Uh, Carrie is a writer at mm-hmm. uh, UCB Theater. True. True dat. And uh, so you've been uh, So, you've been a sketch writer at UCB on UCB's Mod Night for, uh, what, th- Four two years, years. two years, two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I take I take any time and double and it. Yeah. Years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you take the you Feels take the like, amount of time yeah. you've been writing at a theater and you double it. You Just double like the it. amount of women you slept with, bro. Yeah. No. No, not at all. No. My number is still zero then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so you've been over there for two years. Uh, uh, writing there for two years, working and doing other things there for longer. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, Around it. Yeah. So uh, what? Uh, what do you like most about sketch writing? Um, what I like most about it is I love the team aspect. That's yeah. one of my favorite things about being... I've been on Mod for two years. Brett and I yeah. used to be on Thunder Gulch together. Yeah. And um, I love for I love pulling... one and two, a half of those years. Yes. Or 1.25 of those years, right? 1.5. Yeah. Pretty much exactly yeah. 1.5. <laughs> yeah, it says so on this pie chart. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Wow, that is an amazingly colored pie chart. Yeah, look what at the colors, you guys. Oh, jeez, I wish you could see this. It's amazing. It's like Aurora Borealis, but with math. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that you chose not to document it as a timeline, but as a as a pie chart. Oh, yeah. Well, it's everyone loves pie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's true, it's delicious. Um, yeah, so I love the team aspect. I love um, writing a different sketch or a couple different sketches every month and stretching in different directions. I like trying different things, and you can do that a lot. And um, I like jokes and goofs. Yeah. So jokes I like to goofs. make jokes and goofs happen. Uh, do, do your jokes and goofs end with Z's? Um, 
Only when I'm being super hip hop. <laughs> oh, I like Jokeses it. and yeah. goofses. Goofses. Carrie also enjoys uh, elaborate costuming, or at least she did. I on did. My, like that's the funny <laughs> thing is if you look at it, like my first few months on Thunder Gulch, I'd spent like two days making costumes, yeah. and now I'm like, there was wear a tie. Yeah. <laughs> so so you used to you used to get really into the costuming. Way into design. it. Yeah. There was a little yeah. Little Mermaid sketch where you made like a paper mache flipper costume yeah. as well it, as like it was a not flipper because he's not in the little mermaid it was a it was no. a felt Wait, what, uh, what was flounder a flounder flounder that's that yeah. i like i literally s- sewed yeah and it was jubin and he, i actually threw it away recently because no. my well my hallway's gotten uh, really crowded like i look like i'm a hoarder yeah like, which is the point but, of that like sketch. i filmed a video in my house and then people are like what's wrong with you I'm like <laughs> i have these costumes that i've spent days making you mean what's right with yeah. me and what's right is all of my stuff i know it was it was really like a little scary so yeah i i sewed that all in it was jubin in i made two tails yeah and um like for the Little Mermaid, which was played by Cody, and uh, her father King Triton, which was played by Rob, yep. and then also had a, uh, a Sebastian Crab outfit for Shannon O'Neill, and um, there might have been one other person. And the thing is, like, I spent probably about four days making these costumes. Yeah. They were so elaborate, and the sketch did not go well. Oh, <laughs> was like, that was but that. I feel was, like we all commented that was a weird night because we all loved that sketch. Yeah, we went over in our rehearsals like gangbusters. Yeah, people all, just laughed and laughed. I like, also even might have been, without the costumes, but it was yeah. like something <laughs> like I learned one thing. Cody had um, we had a elaborate tail that was all felt that I'd sewn over a um, a skirt. Like felt scales, and then she wore sort of a bra thing over it. And I think, oh yeah, one of our theories is that as soon as she came out, Cody is bosomed. And as soon as she came out, everybody stopped paying attention to what was yeah. happening at uh, all. Yeah. And just started well, that was, paying attention to Cody's. Jobs. Everyone was embosomed. Yeah, yeah, I think but, everyone yeah. was paying I mean, a little. We, attention we also to noticed that because um, we had this sketch called Chili Dog Mountain, which was like a ski school '80s like frat party comedy sketch. Oh, very a parody classic. of that. Yeah, uh, classic. Sketch. And we were, like everyone was crazy roles, and Cody played Muffy, the activities coordinator, yeah. who just wore like ski boots, a flap hat, and a scarf, but then a bikini. And you, I think Jubin was always positioned where he could see the half of the audience that Cody was always closest to, and he would just be like, the look on all of those jerks' faces when she comes <laughs> on stage, like, they're not paying attention, they're just, like, open mouth staring at Cody the entire time. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we have two sketches that back up this theory that if you want your sketch to go over well, don't distract Do- the audience with, like, things that make their boners hard. I guess. Yeah, with hot... But it seems thus far, it's specific to Cody. Yeah, so it Cody... Might just be, uh, it, Cody it, might, yeah. it might be, I think the tentative name is the Cody. It's like, keep yeah. Cody covered. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, for sketch writing. Cody Lindquist of uh, UCB is of whom we speak oh, right yeah. now. Oh, that rant really coming down out there. And the wife of uh, Mr. Charlie Everywhere. Todd. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Charlie so Todd. if you go to Improv Everywhere, you'll probably see a bunch of Cody stuff on there, too. Yeah. So, let's plug that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but getting back to you, Carrie, yes. so uh, so how long had you been interested in... Walk us through, uh, where'd, you, where'd you grow up? What, uh, what brought, grow up? You to, brought you to New York? Uh, well, I grew up in Palo Alto, California, uh-huh. which is well known for being where everybody from Google and Facebook live oh, now. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. um, to school with uh, Steve Jobs' daughter, the illegitimate one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, 
Is that acknowledged? I don't know anything about yeah, that. It's didn't acknowledged. He, didn't he name the whatchamacallit after her? The Lisa. Yeah. 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 She went to, she was iPad, right? iPad jobs? Yeah, iPad jobs. Um, so I grew up there, and then my family moved to Southern Oregon when I was a senior in high school. So my family all still lives mm. in Oregon, and that's where I go back to. And then I came out to New York to do theater. And I went to NYU, the prestigious theater school yeah. down where I uh, learned I went to the experimental theater wing where we did a lot of rolling and is stuff like that. Is that part like of Tish? <laughs> uh, yes, it is. Wait, okay. you went, you're from the ex- you're from ETW? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. A good friend of mine is like the office assistant there now. Oh, really? She says it's just bizarre. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it's totally, yeah. And she'll be working and then somebody will come in and we'll just stand in the doorway and stare at her and that's like part of whatever they're doing that day. Yeah. It's to just exist <laughs> yeah. in doorways. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> She's exactly. in and like people are covered in saran wrap or like they're yeah. in like her supply closet. It sounds like she exacerbates yeah. mental illness. <laughs> yeah. That's you know what? It's, it's not entirely... Untrue. Like, yeah. one girl so went insane in, yeah. in oh our my. class. Like, actually, like, it was so weird because she was going more and more crazy. And, like, I don't have a good gaydar, but I've got a great crazy dar. I can tell when people wow. are crazy. You you have a good gaydar, but you have a gay cradar. Cradar, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, so she was just getting more and more off. And we started complaining to the teachers about her. Like, we, <laughs> we, they, we were doing um, Meisner exercises. And sure. as you know, like, or as you might know, one of the main things in Meisner exercises is activities. So you'd, we were doing this exercise at home where you have an activity that is happening and then somebody goes out of the room and you start your activity and then they come in and you start trying to do your scene while you're doing your activity in a way to, you know, make it more realistic because you're paying attention to the activity and not to the scene so you don't get overly actorly. Um, So this guy from the class was paired up with her and he went out of the room and then came back and instead of to her activity was being naked and masturbating (laughs) (laughs) with a tampon lying by her side <laughs> used wait uh, is it, was, did this uh, this was like this a, actually this, happened it wasn't like improv where you'd be like miming it it was actually her no it was actually happening she was naked um and hey masturbating now. and he was like oh fuck this and walked out <laughs> <laughs> no way I'm not doing this anymore and the, like and so I, he complained to the teacher about it and they were like well you know we can't you know do anything and then a couple weeks later, she came into class 20 minutes late or something. We were already doing a vocal exercise, so everyone's sitting around in a circle being like, oh, oh, which is what we did. And then she came in 20 minutes late, peed herself, and then poured a glass of water over her head and started crying. And we're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, and then she, got, she had to go away. For a while, and yeah. because it's the experimental theater wing, is there a certain amount of like if if you were in like an English literature class, mm-hmm. that would be a clear we should stop and interrupt this behavior. <laughs> but because it's experimental theater wing, is there like a higher threshold for stuff like that? I think where that the that's... teachers feel like they they have to let you go. Yeah, because like people's are she was actually the funny thing is like she was so talented like. Ugh. Her voice are. was amazing, like, when she was doing that. Because I, it's developed in me a theory about sort of cr- sometimes crazy people are the best singers. Because mm-hmm. they don't have that, like, urge to protect themselves. Right. Which o- often, like, comes yeah. in your throat. Yeah. You know, you get nervous and you tighten up here and, like, they mm-hmm. don't have that. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we were doing vo- voice class, she was amazing. Like, right. so out there. Um, and, and, so it's part of that, like, they're 
allowing people to push themselves. But then the other half is like during that point, people are technically adults, and it's right. not right. It's not like um, we're not in high school. They yeah. don't have any legal um, like authority to intervene right. and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. It's very odd. Wow. Um, that might be the weirdest story. story we've ever had on this podcast. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, I want more. The, like, the other thing that happened <laughs> in NYU that, that uh, cast a pall over the entire time that I was there was one of my friends uh, came home. She was living in a dorm on Broom Street. She came home uh, in the evening, and there were cops all throughout her apartment, and her roommate had had a baby. <gasps> It had died, Ooh. had put it in a duffel bag, and had left it on her dresser for three weeks. Who goes? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Whoa. Had, Whoa. Had she not been home for three weeks? No, everybody had been there, but, like, nobody knew what was going on. So it was, like, I think it had started to smell, and there had been, what like, fruit flies, fuck? and nobody knew what was happening. Did nope, she know nope, she nope, was nope, pregnant? Nope, was it one of those, nope, like, I didn't nope, know I was nope. pregnant things? Nope, nope, nope. Did <laughs> no one know she was no pregnant? No one knew. Like, I saw the girl. I didn't know she was pregnant. God. She was just, like, a bigger, structured girl. She was, like, tall, and she was on the basketball team, and a little bit heavy. You couldn't tell that she was pregnant. <laughs> so oh, weird. Oh, man. So she Nicole. was not in the experimental theater wing. <laughs> oh, that is, that's that 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 is that is scary. Really, and that then is scary. Jeez. It must have. Yeah, she, the weird thing is like she wasn't expelled. She like left for a semester, yeah. and then people saw her on campus again like a semester later. But my friends, every you, project that she she made for the next two years was about dead babies. It was pretty gross. That's, Nicole picked our pick this week. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, smash cut. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That was amazing. No. Wow. So that is, that's amazing. That is uh, uh, truly, that's a that's a big city experience. It, yeah, it was weird. Uh, you ain't an organ anymore. No. Yeah, and beyond that, but beyond that then, you, you sort of uh, developed an affinity for comedy? Oh, or? yeah, yeah. That, that was <laughs> the beginning of it. <laughs> yeah. If you can't laugh at this, you can't laugh at anything. Um, yeah. No, I, I did theater, but every time I'd make my own stuff, it ended up being weird and funny. Yeah. And then... Um, oh, yeah. And then then I, I actually, like, discovered the UCB because I just wanted to do some performing again. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I was always sort of good at improv, not, like, comedy improv, but... So I yeah. started doing that and had an affinity for that and then started writing and started working out. It worked cool. out. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. I'm glad to hear you have no babies in duffel bags. No, no, apartment. no, not me. It wasn't me. I didn't do yeah. it. I swear I didn't do it. Uh, I, like, had to stop telling these dark stories. My mom got a job working for a rehab organization, and then after that, all of her stories, like, you'd be like, man, Christmas is hard. And she's like, yeah, all my coworkers have a hard time, too, because they killed their children. Because uh, uh. she worked for people who were all former meth addicts. Yeah. Um, I have turned this real dark. <laughs> so well, speaking of darkness. Funny. So crazy. That's why I only live with boys. Yeah? Yeah, because they don't get pregnant and leave it in duffel true. bags. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good... Girls don't let boys get pregnant. <laughs> yep. yep. Currently, oh. my life is very clean and yeah. calm. I have a cat. Yeah. Besides all the stuff in your hallway. Yeah. Oh, besides all the stuff in my hallway, which makes me look like a hoarder. Yeah. Right. Um, that's, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, I think at this point, with as dark it is, it's almost as dark as night, you guys. Yeah. And speaking of night, 
Uh, I think that's a good transition because I made it myself into uh, <laughs> into this week's book club pick. And this week's pick was by Nicole herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, very wonderful book. And uh, Nicole, why don't you tell us all about it? Sure. Um, so this was my first pick. Brett's been trying to get me to pick something for a little while now. Yeah. Uh, and I knew this I'm was going to be I'm glad you did. It. Yep. That's fair. Jeez. That's fair. <laughs> Um, and I knew this was going to be it. So we read um, the first four issues of uh, Courtney Crewman, Crewman and the Night Things, um, which came out in 2002 uh, by Ted Nafee. Um, and is getting a lot of press right now because in April um, they started re-releasing a new series of Courtney Crewman. Yeah, there's an oh, ongoing. currently coming out. Ongoing, oh, okay. yeah. Um, there's been a bunch of cool. minis since there's 2002. There's been a bunch like... of minis. Yeah, and there were like kind of side stories that took place in the same world but yeah. didn't necessarily follow Courtney which are also great. Yeah. Um, I would recommend all of them. Uh, so I found out about uh, Courtney Crewman through Kevin Hines, who recommended mm-hmm. it to me, and it was definitely a solid recommendation, because wow. for me it hit all the spots, because it's basically like yeah, it, adolescent girl and like themes writ large through monster stories. <laughs> like, yeah. As I was yeah. reading it, I was like, oh, this is a perfect yeah, Nicole exactly. pick. Yeah, yeah. This so, works. Yeah. so well done, Kevin Hines, no question. Um, yeah, and uh, so what we read was, uh, we all read it in digital, um, but this was the re-release of the first four issues, because originally when they came out, they were in black and white. Yes. Yeah, uh, so these have been recolored, uh, and they were huh. recolored by uh, Warren Wisinich, um, who is now doing the colors for the ongoing series. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and originally, um, I think Ted Nafee said when he, when the ongoing series started, he had thought he wanted to do the colors, because he had never done that before with Courtney Crumrin. And then as soon as he saw Warren Wisinich's work, he was like, no, you know what, you, you keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. You get it. Yeah, it's also like the, um, I could do everything. Right, Like sometimes sure. like, delegate. Yeah, delegate. Yeah. 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 Um, and the colors themselves are... Spe- so perfect. I'll tell you, you would never yeah. know. A lot of times no. when you recolor black and white work, you can sort of tell that it was originally created to be black and white, yep. but the colors work so it's well so here. so perfect. Yeah. 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 I had no idea. Yep. Uh, uh, so let's start with that. Let's, uh, uh, I love talking that. about the look of a series, and this has a very distinct look. Yes. Yeah. So let's mm-hmm. start there. Um, what did you guys think? Uh, Carrie, you want to go first? Um, well, I mean, I don't read, I haven't read a ton of comics in a while. Uh, I used to read Tank Girl and, like, all of those, <laughs> like, every feminist comic that yeah. came out <laughs> was that, like, Tank Girl, the, like, the Fantagraphics, Dirty Plot, uh, yeah. bitchy, uh, Dirty Plot, uh, Naughty Bits, and Hate. <laughs> Is like yeah, one yeah. of my favorites ever. Um, Peter Bay. Yeah, I love yeah. him so much. Um, I think I thought it was really good looking. I thought it was really pretty. It reminds me. Of, there's a, something in it that reminds me of Tank Girl, um, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure why. It's like the the jaggedness of the lines sometimes. Yeah. I really like, I feel like he does really amazing, like, exterior work. Like, the architecture of all the buildings in this is something that I really noticed. Oh, yeah. Um, Because, like, his, not, like, his figuring is very cartoony. Yeah. Uh, He's, it's not, like, he's not going for realism in his figure work. Um, It has, it's very, like, stylized. But, like, the architecture and layout and stuff, just, like, it's, it's a really interesting contrast between really realism or 
more grounded architecture and like more details. And then and then things like Courtney doesn't have a nose, which <laughs> yeah. I noticed. I noticed more this time, like what, like reading it in color than I had last time. Okay. But what I realized is that Courtney is actually less distinct than everyone else in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which had never somehow never stood out for me before, and I think it's because we're being told from Courtney's perspective. Yeah. So even when she has really accurate views of the people around her, her sense of herself isn't quite as strong. Oh. Yeah. That's why her that's face is not so pronounced. It's not to make her someone you can project onto, yeah. it's actually just a reflection of how her sense of self is not as defined as it is, as her sense of the world around her. Because yeah. yeah. she almost yeah. seems to be in a different style as, like, the people that you see at first. Yeah. That was one of the things that struck me. Number one, I saw the house and I was like, I want to live there. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, even Uncle Aloysius. Uh, he's so defined. Yeah. 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 A, lot of, a lot of really sharp lines yeah. and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and points, everything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing soft about that character and yet she has uh you know she she is very she's rather nondescript but in a she's, but in a she's unique way blank yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and oh. you can even see that in uh, which we'll get to later. But in that fourth issue where there's an imposter Courtney, mm-hmm. uh, you can the imposter Courtney seems to have even more features. Right, she's yeah, more she has... visually interesting than mm-hmm. the actual mm-hmm. Courtney. You know, she has like rosy she has cheeks. Rosy cheeks. Yeah. yeah, which was a, yep. which I, was that even how was that conveyed in the black and white? Oh, was you know, I don't remember. I, I feel like that's that's a really cool way of like using yeah. coloring to add on to the story. Right. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I really love it. Yeah, I, I really liked his. I because like, all the other kids are more defined too. Yeah, than yeah. Yep. Too. They I they noticed They all have noses. They all have noses. Like noses, <laughs> like nose or no nose. So noses, funny. But... I never really noticed the nose thing before. Yeah, and I, then I just, it is like it's it's one of the first things people take away. I like similarly with like I just started watching The Simpsons for like kind of the mm-hmm. first time. So mm-hmm. crucify me or whatever. Uh, but other than that, I noticed that like, is sort of crazy. Yeah, it is. I'm a little shocked. Yeah, uh, why Bart, Maggie, and Lisa have hair outlines, but literally, like, every other character uh, in The Simpsons has actual hair. Like, has, like, hair that yeah. you see in as a different color, but, like, Bart just has the illusion of hair, and Lisa and Maggie do, too. That's a really good point. And I just yeah. noticed that, and Sebastian, I think, was like, I'd never noticed that. So it's like, I wonder... Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was That's a side Simpsons track. But I, but we're seeing that she didn't have a nose and everyone else did, I was like, that's another... That's a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like the... Uh, what I really like about his art, too, is... I, I, I love I love a like a cartoony and realistic style when they when they come yeah. together in that yeah. way. And he, he blends those really well. And you can see, I think across the four issues, his comfort in uh, in in finding the balance between the two, mm-hmm. like as the book goes on, and I don't know if you've seen any of the ongoing, but I yeah. I've seen panels and stuff, and mm-hmm. and the you know ten years ten years gives right. you a lot more confidence in in how to draw mm-hmm. a character, of uh-huh. course, but. Um, yeah, I liked I liked watching the evolution of that style and finding that balance mm-hmm. through the four issues that we read. That was interesting because, like, I didn't know exactly what to make of it, but when I saw it at first, all I just thought like this is a metaphor for something. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. look, I mean, if you look at that panel, yeah. like how defined everything in the background yeah, is, so. and right. then she looks like a Japanese cartoon in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, but the pointing out that it's her own sense of self that's not defined is a really interesting point. Yeah, that was something that stood out as I, I mean, and I've read it, this is the second time I'm reading the first four issues, and I've gone through all of it before, and it's like, oh, that really is so, I mean, she's put through, I think, so much more than little girls in most monster stories are. Yeah. Um, because she has a stronger sense of identity, but he's willing, well, I think we'll go into it as we go, but Courtney's kind of an asshole. Yeah. For a lot of it. See, I don't, I don't know if it's a stronger sense... Is it a stronger sense of identity, or is it just more defiant? 
because yeah. of no, it is. I, I think it's because yeah. it felt to me more like a more like a, a defiance against her own insecurities. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and and I think that that defiance sort of uh, defiance defines her character in that sense, and I think that that's why I think it's why she kind of comes off as an asshole. Uh, and I only say that from my own experience. I feel like when I come off as an asshole is, is when I'm feeling most insecure in a situation. Yeah. Right. And I think I think hmm. also part of Courtney's asshole streak is the fact that she is actually smarter than a lot of the people around her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And more interesting, but does, and this is what I like the most about it, because I feel like if you have a young character who has, a, who has such a strong view of the outside world, then usually they're sort of invulnerable, and yeah. she constantly wants things from the people around her. She yeah. still wants to be a part of them very much. Yeah. She still wants friends. Um, and a lot of this is about that struggle. What yeah. is the really what is the plot of the first issue? But she also um, refuses to fit in. Yeah. Anyway. yeah she refuses to change herself to fit in. She wants she, she wants tries, everything though. on her own terms. Right. Yeah, it's a weird it's a it's a really fascinating like struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it wouldn't be a strong sense of self-identity, but it's definitely a strong personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think that that's such an interesting trait too, because I think as you get older, you realize that you know uh, you kind of have to you have to let yourself down. You got to let your guard down a little bit mm-hmm. if you want people. Like she wants so much from people, but then she doesn't want anyone to want anything from her. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. a give and take in any relationship. Yes. And uh, yes. And and I think that uh, she's not quite yet at that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think th- and that's something that definitely comes up in this first issue is she feels no obligation to take the higher road or take care of anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she only she lives to her. Yeah. And yeah. she's she like so too bad. interesting. He died. Um, I I, t- I had to go yeah. back and reread that cuz yep. I was like wait I did a second. Too. Yep. They yep. just killed this really nice kid. Yep. Yep. Uh, who sh- yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. And yeah. she's like, and the only line about it is, nobody ever missed him very much. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. sad. But yeah. So sad. But in this issue, and she she moves to a new. No, she hasn't she moves moved. To, yeah, yeah. She moves, she moves to a new, to new town. town, which I think might be Westchester. I feels very tell. Connecticut. I assume. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It feels somewhere outside of something called the city. Yeah. Um, and to live with ostensibly her aging uncle. Someone's great uncle. Someone's that was a really good uncle. line of like the fourth issue. She was like, yeah. he's my great uncle. No, dad, I thought he was my great uncle. Right. I actually think he, he might, might be, be my dad's great uncle. Yeah. 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 Like, really no, really it probably it is was really great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. pretty quickly, like three or four pages in, we find out that monsters are a thing. Yeah. 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 It's it's immediately it's immediately revealed in the background mm-hmm. as and I think it's that first <laughs> night thing there yep. that is looking at the reader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they are they're looking at the reader like the first few times that mm-hmm. you see them. Yeah. And uh and, and it's it's an interesting choice because I think well one it gives him a chance it, it gives uh 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 Ted Nafee mm-hmm. the chance to really define these creatures by their eyes, which is a very distinctive yeah. trait. But it also it also confronts the reader I think with the idea that these are a thing, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to deal with them the same way that Courtney is going to have right. to deal with them. Right. That they're that they're an accepted part of this right. reality yep. now. I'm this is gonna, part of your world. I'm not going to pull you aside and explain to you why there are monsters and sit you down and re- reveal to you the origin of monsters. Just there are monsters. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No one's going to plop a big yeah. book that says vampire on the front right. of the, down <laughs> right. of the yeah. library. Right. Yep. Buffy. Um, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I got that. Um, we remember. We remember a couple times. We remembered the visual. Um, yeah. So what's interesting to me is that combination of real world bad guys like bullies, mm-hmm. and yeah. then the monster bad guys. Yeah. Like, 
Well, what I found interesting was by, I think by issue three or four, all those little goblins that are in her bedroom, yeah. like the weird one who looks kind of like a nightcrawler, like a little bamf, yep. uh -huh. and then the other one who has this weird, like, cow skull type deal going mm -hmm. yeah, on. Yeah, that one's Like, by the end of them, she's just like, yeah. eh, get out of my room. And yeah. she just, like, picks them up and just throws them out. Yep. Like, they're that accepted. Like, they're not, they're, I guess they're not malicious or anything, because... They're they, somewhat they malicious, like, I think. Yeah. She yeah. just, like, malicious. starts mastering them. Yeah. Right. The ones in her bedroom, I guess she just, they're not a problem for her. So, Carrie, you yes. have you have a lot of stuff in your house. Yeah. Uh, you <laughs> wake up in the middle of the night one night, and it's staring at you. How do you react? Oh, I freak the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I think I would uh, I would run. <laughs> yeah. If I saw a monster in my house. Your flounder costume. Yeah, it's it comes alive and it's eyes. looking at me. Oh my yeah. god, that would be terrifying. Yeah, thank God I threw that thing out three weeks ago. That was fine. Yeah. Of your world. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I I really love. I I wasn't expecting uh, it to be this way because it was a four. I knew it was a four issue miniseries. Yep. And four issue miniseries are notoriously well. These are going to be this one story told in four parts. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that this yeah. was just four. Standalone stories in this world. Like, I was like, well, what's the main thrust of this going to be? And I was like, no, here's the end of, you know, this issue. Here's issue two is a different thing. Issue three, issue four, like, they're all different things. Right. Like, the, um, all the, the entire school setting doesn't even appear in issue three. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the babysitting issue. Because it's the babysitting yeah. issue. Oh, yeah. Um, Which I think is really cool. Like, it, it's, hey, comic book writers, this is how you introduce people right. to a world any other comic book, the very first issue of this would have lasted six issues. Right, and it would yeah. have just been like, oh, Courtney being lonely, and then yeah. panels of Courtney being bored, and then she finds out that there's a mo monster. That's the she, end of issue one. And then yeah. she wonders about monsters for two issues, yeah. and yeah. she confirms that there are monsters in issue three. Yeah, this is just very efficient. And yeah. you know, it's it's interesting, and I feel like that's sort of like a, a, an improv note of the... Mm -hmm. um, Get to the yeah. get to the thing because the faster you get to the thing, the more you get to discover how much more weirdness there is. The right. longer that yeah. we tease it, our coy. Yeah, the, the the longer that you're coy, the more it feels like you are talking down to your audience. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's a sketch writing too. Yeah. yeah. You want to get it out as soon as possible. Without, oh yeah, yeah. 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 It should be like beat, first half page. page. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's that's what it feels like a little bit. Yeah, to me. and that is the interesting thing throughout this is that Courtney's brand new to the world that she's discovering, but there's never any withholding of information. Yeah. Like you know, mm -hmm. I think at any point in time, about as much as the writer yeah. knows. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which I think I, is great. The only the one problem I didn't have a problem with, but like issue two, I feel was the most. Uh, there are layers there that were interesting, but it was one of the, you know, I'm going to make a spell to make everyone like me mm -hmm. things, which, like, Buffy did it. I feel like it's, like, a trope of things. Mm -hmm. that's but what, I, I mean, that's, like, an age-old story. Yeah, though. yeah. I mean, that goes back right. to fairy tales yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but right. I did, like, I, I thought it was executed very well, and I liked the end of it, uh, where she, <laughs> where, like, that got, that, I was not expecting that first kiss that she has with the guy. Mm hmm uh, it was very end with her. It was yeah. super rapey. I didn't expect, like, and then she, like, rapey. bit his lip, like, yeah. to make him stop, which I was like, this, the cartooning is so strong, I did not expect to see that much realism mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of, like, action and reaction from these, like, it's like watching the Peanuts, almost. Mm -hmm. It's like watching, like, um, Linus try to get on with Peppermint Patty and then her defend herself, Right. I don't know. I'm struggling with this metaphor. I don't think Linus would do that. No. <laughs> I don't think that would be what uh, Linus would do. Wait, are they? He would cut a hole in the blanket. <laughs> Shermie? Yeah. Wait, who are the asshole male peanuts? 
Are there assholes? I don't know if there are. Like Lucy no. is. Lucy is very aggressive. Yeah, yeah, but there. I don't know. Are there all like all the male ones seem very like meek and. Sounds like a web comic for you to start. Yeah, asshole, asshole male asshole peanuts. peanuts. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, that was took me by surprise that the I want everyone to like me story went that dark. Yeah. And came back like that was okay. This is interesting. I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, that it surprised me, and I thought the ending of it was really cool too. Yeah, I just love that so quickly into that comic. She decides she's over it. Yeah. Like, yeah. she does it, she gets, like, halfway through the day, and then she's like, no, thank you. Okay, I get it. Like, she literally says, like, yeah. I understand. I have learned my lesson now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is great. I think it's so great. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked, uh, that, that seemed to be the beginning of the, uh, the relationship between her and her yes. uncle as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I thought, um... I, I, that was the relationship that I was most excited to see every time that he appeared on mm-hmm. page after that. Mm-hmm. Because it very much feels like he is grooming her for something greater. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. That's what I was like, she doesn't, like, her parents are awful, but they're uh, they're also awful in a, a way that I don't think I've seen before. Like, I've seen, like, neglectful parents, but I haven't seen parents like these who seem to be... Naked social climbers. Yeah. yeah. Naked social climbers and also such total failures. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. usually, like, they're naked social climbers and we don't know whether or not they're successful. Yeah. But yeah. it's, like, very clear, like, nobody likes them. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's really <laughs> funny. And that, and that yeah. first page, it's like the first or second page where they say, like, they ran out of credit cards. Yeah. So yep. they moved in, they moved to this yep. wealthy neighborhood. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds like uh, yeah. that sounds like a bunch of people from Western PA. What do, <laughs> what do you remember. think their jobs are? Was that ever mentioned? Well, that's a good question. Yeah. No, I don't think that it is ever mentioned. Do they have? Do they? But because I, because and what's interesting to me about that now that you bring that up too is uh, these are people that don't want to be defined by their jobs. They just want to be defined by their status. But, yeah. So they would yeah. be the type of people that's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I don't know. Is that a thousand dollar bottle of wine yeah. that you yeah. own? So funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just want to say uh, that... So I love in the second issue, though, that when a girl is getting beat up because of Courtney, she runs away again. Yeah. She's yeah. not sticking yeah. around for this. <laughs> yeah. Which is She's great. not I mean, a hero. Quali- yeah, that's the kind of the quality I like about Courtney is that she is decidedly not a hero. She's just not interested in it. She lacks that level of engagement with the people around her. She's not like, oh, there are demons. Let's go on adventures. Yeah, there's like, no. She has yeah. no justice. What is it? Yeah. What is it about that that you that you connect to that you like the most? Because I just because I think that that's that trope is so done. Like, oh, okay, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. I will now assume that responsibility. Yeah. Whereas I think like a lot of middle school girls, their response would be like, no thank you, like self-preservation. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's also the response that Buffy has a couple of times, but just like... But then she rises to it pretty quickly. Yeah. What about, um, what about uh, in the Hunger Games? Because she's sort of trying to bow out of things a lot and just trying to survive. But Katniss. that starts, though, with her assuming the responsibility the for, for her sister. sister. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this is, she really, and I, I really like that. Cause it's as a much fresh as it's, thing. It is a fresh thing. Um... Yeah, and I think there's just something... I mean, it's discomforting. Like, I didn't... I I had a hard time with the first couple of issues because they are so dark and there are consequences. Like, somebody dies in the first first issue. Somebody really... Somebody really genuinely nice dies. This girl was a jerk to her, though. Yes. But then she gets her arm broken. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And especially because, like, in the first issue, it's like, well, Courtney could have gone down with the ship, but she was not going to be able to stand up to those bullies. 
So, like, self-preservation, she runs away into the woods. Yeah. In this case, like, she is in a position of power. Like, she could just turn around and be like, hey, don't beat up that girl. Okay, I'm going to go now. Yeah. Well, but she's still not interested in doing that. <laughs> How about the third issue when it comes to, like, to darkness? Um, yeah. In the third issue when she, yep. the baby is kidnapped, and in the end, she doesn't replace it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. she says kidnapped. Yeah, it just ends up. I mean, it's still like and it's her a, and her uncle kind of in keeping with that is like, yeah, it, it happens. They won't notice. Yeah. It happens. They, they won't. Notice. They never. Yeah. Notice and it's a thing that like, happens. What? What is wow. this? I wouldn't trouble myself about it if I were. They you. won't I think that's notice. Yeah, and it's um, a uh, a changeling. So yeah. that's another like old fairy tale. Also, lore. let's not forget that yeah, baby is now in demon captivity forever. Forever. Yep. Yep. Three was the craziest issue for me. Yeah. Well, I, also 3, I guess, is probably the one that's the most statement of intent, because it plays... Any other thing is, like, girl finds out demons are real, girl, like, baby gets kidnapped, girl goes on an adventure to rescue the baby, right. and wow. comes back victorious. Yeah. But she doesn't. This, this is, like, the most, like, clear mission statement of, like, here's exactly what my series does. It does not do that. Yeah. Like, it ends yeah. with her, like, We don't like, always save babies. Yeah. She yeah. was lucky to save herself. Right. Yeah. Uh, I also like how the whole thing was also the result of what her parents wanted. Like her parents yes. wanted, like they're like, oh, you, oh, you need you need a babysitter. We have this thing. Oh, this yeah, thing can right. be useful. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's that sort of uh, sublimation of the like suburban it. life mm-hmm. with yeah. the monster of the week. You yep. know, because it, it, because again, you're right. The, all of these things that, that Courtney is going through are all experiences that, yeah, a a 12-year-old girl, like a middle school girl, Mm -hmm. would go through, but it just so happens that now she also has to deal with the monsters surrounding those situations. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Carrie, you're babysitting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're babysitting, (laughs) and uh, uh, two demons steal the baby, and you have to go back to get it. How's that play out for you? Uh, It would be exactly like the movie The Labyrinth. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay, so it would be. Exactly. (laughs) I'd be a hero. And it would be David Bowie. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It would wow. be da- hot David Bowie back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> back in the it's not even uh, modern day David Bowie. Yeah, it would be hot David Bowie. Nice. Uh, yeah. I don't, I think I'd do something. I don't think I'd, but, just run uh, away. no, I don't think I'd just run away. But the thing is, she doesn't try. She actually tries to be a hero for a second. She goes and she, she goes all the way out to the demon town and then tries to rec- rescue the baby. It's, then she gets in more trouble and then decides not to. What's fascinating is that it does seem like Courtney's threshold for not caring about other people stops at babies. Like, she gets, like, you're supposed to protect babies if you're mm-hmm. babysitting. Yeah. And then still, her the lesson that she's taught by Uncle A at the end is like, well, not everybody cares if their baby gets protected. Well, not, not everybody's going to notice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this one thing that she had socially internalized is basically like, come on, Courtney. It's a really... It's a baby doesn't mean they're good parents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a real, like, knowing all this about her character and the world... Because I feel like, how much of her character is the result of the world that she lives in? Like, what if she was babysitting for people who were, like, good people that, like, loved their baby and would have missed their baby? Right, right, right. Like, what kind of effect would knowing that what she did fucked over these good people who really did care about, like, what would, like, how would her character react with that? Like, that's, there's so many, like, different combinations that I'm very interested in. And let me say that is something that he continues to explore. Of, like, what happens when Courtney feels an attachment to the things that she can or can't protect is definitely something that's explored throughout the series. Uh, Um, Because right now it's like he is telling the very simple stories of she doesn't have a huge emotional attachment to the people around her, so it's just kind of these abstract concepts of, like, babies and babysitting and, like, school friends. And then as the stories go on, she does develop more attachment to things. And then what effect does that have on 
her view of the outside world. And what I do effect love does it have? Spoilers. Ah, I um, love spoilers. It gets more complicated. Um, yeah. But I do think there is something to the fact that Uncle A basically tells her, like, well, you can't always save babies. It doesn't always work out. I wouldn't bother yourself about it. But it's like, wait, you just, you showed up in a carriage. He, sh- he showed up to save yeah, her. Yeah, you saved, so what, yeah. Are you, what are you yeah. saying? Because you did the opposite of the thing that you're saying right now. Yeah. What's interesting to me is I wonder if that, does that foreshadow some sort of story point later in the series? And Nicole stays silent. I mean, it stays, I mean, it does stay for the most part pretty issue based for a little while. Yeah. Um, no, I mean specifically issues. that idea that yeah. So he says sometimes baby just disappear, and right. that he showed up. So is yep. that is that something that's happened in this family before? I, oh, oh, they, oh, you know what? They don't go oh. into a ton of family history actually. Oh, okay. Right. They start to a little bit because one of the um, spinoff series is about Uncle A as a young man. Okay. Um, but it still doesn't go super deep. I would actually say that there is an ongoing thing of Uncle A being like, you have to let go of stuff. Like, not everything works out, Courtney. While still both of them being emotionally involved in things. Yeah. But that pattern of him saying one thing and then behaving a different way mm-hmm. does, I think, continue. Hmm. Yeah. It's really I like that. that. So it's all some... about, like, having to let it, let go of things in a way. Yeah. Like if your new semi-friend at school gets eaten on the first day. Right. You, you didn't know them that well. It's fine. Yeah, no yeah. one's going to miss him. Although yeah. I do like that they bring it back in the next issue. Because the next issue does start with Courtney didn't have any friends. And the one friend she kind of had got eaten. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like you don't carry that with you. Also, yeah. Butterworm? Was yeah. It, it was Butterworm yep. that yep. ate him. Uh, still yes. has the hoodie. Still yeah. wears the hoodie. Yeah. Continues yeah. to wear the hoodie yep. through the, yep. the miniseries. The first kid he ate that had a cool piece of clothing. <laughs> yeah. Or is he just like... The rest of them had hyper-color shirts. Like, no, I don't want right. that. Like, I'm not, I don't like Nike or Adidas. No, like, yeah. I don't want to show you. Yeah, yeah. I think no. I've heard this somewhere... This one's so cozy, though. It's American Girl. <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard somewhere Butterworm is supposed to be a metaphor for, like, child predators. But I'm not sure how much I buy into it being that heavy-handed. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how many like, child predators child try predator? to wear the clothes of the children they're I think predating. they wear a lot of hoodies, though. I do think child predators tend to wear hoodies. You think? Yeah. Uh, see, I'd imagine that a child predator would dress like an adult, like, with a with a button-up no, collar. I think, no, and, no, no, no child predators What did Jerry only... Sandusky wear? Yeah. We've well, got the answer right golf there. Shirts. Yeah. 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 Child predators no. wear golf shirts. I think and child ties. predators Hackies. only hang out in the woods wearing hoodies. That's the only place child predators Don't are. go in the woods. But also, you can trick child predators into being your friend, is what the lesson would be. Because he does oh, yeah, end up, yeah. he basically does end up working for her. Yeah. 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 Well, she, like, gives him, like, tricks him right. into giving her a boon. Right. So she, then you then you convince him to predator someone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do love that the first issue ends not just with Courtney getting rid of the the night things that scare her that mm-hmm. are in her room yeah. she sends them to another little girl yeah. which I think is such a fascinating thing about bullying and the way kids relate to each other is yeah. that you transfer your baggage to somebody else as a way of <laughs> dealing with your baggage yeah. yeah, which I think is great did we see that girl again? That girl was the number one bully. Yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I think she so. Comes, she was in the next issue. I feel like she was in the background. Yeah. Uh, issue four, I loved. Yeah, issue four uh, was really interesting. About it, so much. I it's that I guys I got I don't know what my thoughts are on this. I I feel like I can relate to Courtney. Because in, in a way, because I did not, I was a very lonely child. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I did not have uh, any real friends mm-hmm. until ninth grade. Okay, like I was alone. Like I didn't have any friends from like third to ninth grade. Why not? 
it was all internal problems. Uh, you know how friends like rib each other? Uh-huh. I took it way too seriously. And if someone uh, would rib me, I was that feelings. kid who would just get really hurt feelings and like shut down and not. I cried a lot, but I still had friends. Yeah, but I, they made fun of me a lot for crying. Uh, yeah, like I was the kid who cried a lot. So like her is third through seventh, or are we going to seventh grade? It's <laughs> so like her entire middle school was the worst time ever. Oh yeah, uh, middle school was. I, that's the why worst. I relate and so much. Kids to her. are so vicious too. Like, yeah, they're the worst. So I like the fact, like, what, what is it? What is it even end on? Like, she gets this. What is that thing? It's like a wood nymph or something. No, like, that, like, it's like some kind of tree creature that can assume. And she becomes the Courtney that everyone wishes Courtney was. And then it seems like even Courtney, a little bit, for part of that issue, wishes she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I think it is feeding on that. Yeah, yeah. Because she's so, like, weak and, like, lack of energy. Like, she feels like she's just being sucked Well, I think part of the... Yeah, and I think part of that is that by pretending to be something you're not, it does suck a certain amount of your soul out. Like, I think that's a takeaway on the issue. And and I wonder, wonder too, especially the way that the fake Courtney is drawn Mm -hmm. and the way that she behaves... If you look at it, it's a very, um, you know, there, there's there's an anime influence across the entire mm-hmm. series, just uh-huh. very slight. But with this character, I, I thought it was a lot more present, especially with the hair, the, the, the hairstyles hair more defined and the right. hair clip she's itself. She's a little heart hair clip. And when you yeah. and when you see her, even when she's evil, she looks. It's uh, it, it seems like something out of an uh, out of an anime. Yeah, she's like, precious. She's yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and and I wonder because this was published in two thousand two. Right when kids at that time were uh, were in a furor mm-hmm. over anime, and there's always this debate about you know the the ideal the idealization mm-hmm. of women through anime of you know the 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 books of, I'm sorry what what we what uh, word did we use embosomed the embosomed <laughs> woman. there's always the there's always the idea of the embosomed woman in uh, a string. Uh, wearing dental floss right. you know, yeah. in an anime, and is that is that the type of woman that you're expecting in this comic versus the type of woman that is actually in this comic? Well, I think what she looks like a little bit when she's the good, cor- like the the imposter, is a little bit like Hello Kitty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even older, like the perfect little girl with the perfect little feelings and all cute, and that's what well, that's what she's not. Right. Yeah. It's the it, it's it's also the projection. It's the projection of everything that she won't that she knows that she won't do to get the things that she right. wants from the people right. around her. Right. Yeah, but it. I mean, the issue though does start out with self doubt. It starts. Uh, the, oh my god, I love this. I really love that. There's that panel where she's like, um, let me see. Uh, after all, what was more likely that the world was filled with complete doofuses or that, might, that there might be something wrong with her? Which I feel uh, yeah. like every one of us yep. who has felt superior to the people around them has at one time had that moment of like, well, the math doesn't quite work out. Yeah. Like, it might be. Yeah. That's like, yeah. that's the first thing I think when I wake up every which day. I love, right, yeah. right. Yes. Which I love because, again, that's a case of her sense of identity isn't strong, but her personality is. Like, she can't act differently no matter how much she wants to. But it doesn't mean that she's super confident in who she is. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's, then, I feel like that's exactly the kind of thing that I thought every day in middle school. That right. exact thing. I also feel like that before we know that it's because it's like, she's being sucked dry, that, that, I think it's, the issue is like a really solid depiction of like adolescent depression. Yeah. Like a really mm-hmm. bold really interesting like just tired and just kind of going through the motions it's really mo- like, yeah yeah mopey and she's like drawn with this over like oversized button-down shirt right on just, just like really baggy and like just right. looks so 
down on herself. I just noticed something, and I want to ask this mm-hmm. because uh, it would require. And do she's they, got little elf shoes. Do they ever draw elf shoes? Do they ever draw her mom or her dad with pupils? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, her dad always has. But that was the sunglasses. kind of thing yeah. that was harder to see. I think they're regular when it was black glasses. And white. Yeah. yeah. But I'm wondering if that's a reflection on how shallow they are. Yeah. Like, if you look at the bullies, most of the bullies didn't have right. pupils either. Right. And Courtney is almost all eyes. All pupils. Yeah. 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 She's like, she's, yep. yeah, she's a lot more, uh, right. she's deeper. Right. She has wide windows to her soul, where the rest of them have no windows, because there is none. Yeah. And I was even expecting this to be, like, a big reveal, which also speaks to how superhero comics have messed with my perception of all storytelling. Because I was expecting this to be, like, a big reveal of, like, Courtney's actual origin is that this thing uh-huh. has always been... There's always been two of them. And, like, Everything you uh-huh. know about Courtney Crumrin is wrong. Yeah. Uh, and it nope. just turned out, like, nope, this is just another thing that she vanquishes. Now, I don't know what we find out about her in the last ten years' worth of stories, but... She doesn't age. That's a big part of it. Okay. She's not ten years older. <laughs> she... Oh, but... She doesn't age in the way the Simpsons don't age, right? Not like they discovered that no, she doesn't no, age. No, no, no. There's no, no, there's no. What's what's the secret of the island to this series? Which okay. is something I really like. <laughs> like you learn more about how witchcraft works and how that world works, but it's always just for the purpose of like, oh, here's a thing yeah. that I want to explore, and here's the field on which I will explore it. But there's no withholding of information. There's no trying to find out. Yeah. There's no origin or. Uh, mitochondrion or anything like that yeah. running behind the series, which I really like a lot. One of the things that I find interesting is that nobody else besides Courtney and her uncle seem to know about the monsters, and yet they're yeah. all over the place. That's mm-hmm. like... Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing as in Buffy, like, people being yeah. blind to everything that Gang goes on. But, on but then she gets the Class Protector Award, and then you find out they knew they were aware all along of what was going oh, on. Oh, in Buffy? Yeah. Yeah. And, and this one, they know not to go in the woods. Yes. They're like, there's, yes. there's things in the woods, yeah. but, like, nobody and they know that deals hit, with that, them. that house that she lives in is, like, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, 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 but, like, there's always a spooky, crazy yeah. house. And yeah. I think that's because the uncle might be hundreds of years old. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's all about perception as well, because, yeah. like we were saying earlier, Courtney has to just deal with the idea that these things are there. And... There's like, no like sit down explanation. There. There's yeah. not there's not really a sit down explanation for these people that why they shouldn't go in the woods. The woods right. are bad. Right. That's all you need to know. Right. That's all you need to know is the woods are bad. Uh all you need to know is whatever's in front of you and everyone is so self involved that they don't right. they that that they don't see those other things. Right. Yeah. Um It was uh yeah. it was very subtle too, and uh I wanted to ask you, speaking mm-hmm. of the black and white versus the color, uh it's very subtle that Courtney begins to dissipate. Yes, that was something I hadn't noticed. In yeah. the fourth yeah. issue. Oh, really? And it took me, I thought that yeah. she was, I thought she was dirty, or that there was some type of yeah. spell being cast over, and it took me a, a couple, it didn't, it didn't read very clearly to right. me. No, it didn't read to me before I read it here. But I in was, black and white, can you see that? I don't oh. think so. I think it looked like just shadows. It just oh, okay. looked like line shading. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah, I was, was looking for it because it's on the cover. On the cover you can see that she's oh, really? disappearing. Yeah. So I was waiting for it to happen in a way. I think the cover, like, the cover in a way with this one made me know it was going to go on. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I never, I hadn't noticed it before. Yeah, it's a really good cover. It is a really good so cover. so great. Yeah, he has a, yeah, that, he oh, has a really yeah. great architectural sense. Mm-hmm. 
especially for as uh, as cartoony as the series can get. Like, right. it's, it's very unique. Those backgrounds are amazing. Yeah. 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 I almost feel like the shittier superhero artists who can draw great figures but don't bother with backgrounds should hire him. <laughs> like, here, here's an architect. Like, just here, have him do it. And that was what Dave Sim did for many years with uh, with Cerebus, wasn't it? Oh, that yeah. he, he had hired Gerard to uh, to do the backgrounds yes, yep, yep, and, the, yep. and the inking so that he could concentrate on the foreground. And... I believe it was, uh, didn't Travel Foreman bring that up? Yeah, uh, yeah. On Twitter in the past that more artists should collaborate in that sense to to kind of get more more of their sort of figure work prominent in the foreground. Yeah. And, have a, and I don't have a problem with that. No, I don't think that there's any reason why... His he, backgrounds and level of detail in architecture and just set scenery and everything would fit in against any of your flashy, big, really hyper... Like Steve McNiven... Oh, like, certainly. Or, or why am I blanking on every artist's name? Like Art Adams. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Or uh, even just uh, like Art McCorkle. Uh, yeah. Paul Smith. Uh, <laughs> Dave Cockrum's dead. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I feel like his art, his backgrounds are so like they would fit in on like Superman because they're just like they're just realistic, grounded, good depictions. Yeah. Um, A little gothic. Yeah, Batman. Just doing Batman backgrounds. Robin. Yeah. I bet you he would be. I, I bet you he would. Well, Damien's a little. Damien's even darker than Courtney, but yeah. uh, I feel like he would probably do oh, a pretty sweet Batman uh, Robin story. Um, and he he was nominated for uh, this was nominated for an Eisner for best limited mm-hmm. series when it came out. Mm-hmm. In 2002. I, I totally believe that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of really strong characters. Yeah. In this yeah. story, even if you don't like them, they're still yeah. they're still well defined. Mm-hmm. You know, you know where everyone stands I'm with each other. I'm fascinated by series. Courtney. Yeah, I don't even like. I I really like her. I know I'm not supposed. I don't. I know no, that she you're doesn't. Supposed to you're like supposed to, her. but like you're. It's like if you knew this person in real life, you you would probably not like her because she's. One of the things I love about it is that she's not romanticized at all as like the dark little girl. No, like she's not Emily the Strange. No, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. they're actually like when when Courtney is a shithead, there are actual consequences. Yeah, people die. Mm-hmm. You know. Also, like she's. She doesn't dress particularly like gothic, and she has blonde hair that right. isn't like isn't. There are right. the other ones like Emily the Strange, where you're they're trying to look like that Wednesday Wednesday Adams right. type. Yeah, right. precious. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, where she just looks like a normal girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a black dress, but it isn't overtly. I don't know. It doesn't really scream to me. No, like I'm the mistress of the dark. Don't come right. in my bedroom. <laughs> but it still isn't the way the other kids in her class are dressing. Yeah, I, at the risk of sounding like a cartoon pervert, I think she's really pretty. Uh, and okay, I. Man. Think. What's Our that? Cartoon pervert. Okay, well, we're still gonna think of it. We're still gonna think of you that way. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably appropriate. No, I think okay. I think she is. I think she's. He likes uh, he likes girls with no noses. Yeah. Mm. Um, she's like skinny, yeah. like skinny arms and legs, big head, mm-hmm. a little bit like bobblehead. I like bobblehead dolls, you guys. I like bobblehead dolls. Nothing like this. I go to the bobblehead dolls. Yeah, I go to the I go to the ballpark on bobblehead night and and go to see Kelly Ripa's show every day. I can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something I'm curious about. Speaking of the look of Courtney, is that um, Ted Nafis did say that the only and he didn't mean it as a criticism, but he was saying, oh, the only thing that was kind of a difference between how he envisioned it and how Lucinich drew it was that um, he pictured Courtney with brown eyes. Uh-huh. And I do really wonder what it would look like if her eyes were just a little... Because right now they're black. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder how it would look if they were a little bit more pronounced. Hmm. Like if that, that big feature of hers oh, still wow, had a distinctive yeah. color. Hmm. There is a part of me that does kind of want to see it that way. I know? like it. I like it with the blacks, though. I think it keeps it... 
I think it keeps the simplicity of the of the scene intact. Yeah. And I and I think that if her I think that if her eyes were brown, if there were like a like an actual like brown uh, pupil uh, iris around mm-hmm. the pupil, that uh, that I. I would be distracted. Yeah, it would be so almost overdefined considering right. yeah. nobody yeah. else really has right. eyes. Especially without, especially not having a nose. Yeah, and yeah. but but then having very clearly defined. But eyes. they're on the cover. Look on the Wait. cover. Cover, 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 cover. They're they brown. brown. Oh, no, I think it's just because she's invisible. Because uh, she's fading, they're and it's sort of the rose color yeah, of the background. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Well, her evil twin has red dots. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Real red dots. Yeah, I like this the that monster that she's playing dice with. Yes, what's his deal? Love, yeah, I love what's that. What's his like, deal? Like, he looks familiar too. Like I feel like I've seen that monster. Looks somewhere. like I mean, he does look like Nightcrawler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got like bluish with like pointy ears and yellow yeah. eyes. Oh no, that you know what, guys? That guy works at Starbucks on. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, thirty first and thirty first and six. Oh man, he ate my latte. I should have yeah. uh, <laughs> should have recognized that one. Well, do we have any final thoughts on it before we wrap up? Well, I know uh, cartoon characters always wear the same outfit, but the mom's outfit is hideous. Yeah, like I don't, I I know that we're maybe talking about the story, but one shoulder purple ugly outfit. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Every scene, and her haircut is bad. Yeah, yeah. I like. I don't. For some reason, I was like, again, see that that looks like Tank Girl right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the dad occasionally with that. The overbite mm-hmm. and the sideways expression. I uh, I thought that this was a fantastic read. I, yeah, I knew you love would like this. it. I knew you would like it. Uh, if I were if I were a parent, I this is the, this would be the type of thing that I would sit yeah. down and read with my kids. Yes, uh, like, I think that hello, it's hello, kids. Life will suck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey kids, come in, come in and sit down. Chances That's gonna are tell you you're my kids, so you won't I mean, be. I, I, think it was, I think it was part of what he set out to write, which yeah. was like taking kids seriously and writing a story yeah, exactly. about kids where they yeah. aren't just, you know, cherubic and adventurous. Yeah. I would have, this would have done a number, not a good number on me in middle school. Like if I had got it at the exact age when yeah. Courtney, Courtney is, cause I feel like we were going, going through the exact same thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cause there was a lot of demons in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Surprise yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I feel like I would have gotten, I feel like I would have gotten strength from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really weird. Sense. No, I think that's a fair thing yeah. to say. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll lay myself bare like that. Yeah. Take yeah. it off my shirt. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody feels alone in middle school. I mean, I don't think I you felt the most alone. No, I think I felt the most no, alone. I don't, I, no one understands how alone. Uh, okay. Well, sure. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Like, I think <laughs> just there's something to the fact that nobody understands really what anybody else is going through. And I think you yeah. see that in Courtney. Yeah. Um, Good yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely read the ongoing series. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Although it's the latest issue came out on Wednesday, and I could not find it in Midtown Comics, so that's also a pretty clear indication of like, if you want your comics, you have to pre-order them. Yeah. yeah. You have to do the pull list. You have to pre-order them. Yeah. Because that's what matters. Selling out doesn't matter. It's no. what yeah. they order that Guys, matters. We should just do a whole episode on the diamond oh. distribution system and how yeah. flawed it is. Yeah. How so completely I gotta awful go, it is. I got to go hunt me down some Courtney Crumman. Yeah. Yeah. Crumman. I bet yep. St. Mark's Comics would have it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hmm. Or uh, Desert... Oh, you should try Desert Island in Williamsburg. Oh, I haven't been there. Oh, it's delightful. Really? I love that comic store. Yeah, it's all it's all indie stuff. Midtown Comics does have my loyalty, though, because 
goddamn reward system. Yeah. Well, they're they're also very knowledgeable. Yes. Like they're they're, they're a huge they're the store. Barnes they're a Noble. chain, but yeah. they're really they're good. Yeah. Good. Like they're laid yeah. out well. They're yep. clean. They're hardwood. Yep. They're, there's no cardboard. I have started to notice the presence of tourists though. If I if it's like I just want to run in, run out, get what I need this week, yeah. and then I'm just like, oh my god, oh, stop yeah. wandering. Yeah. Yeah. So why are you looking up? You're right. inside. Stop taking no. pictures looking up. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, you guys, everyone uh, everyone agrees this is a, this is a pretty, pretty great, great pick. Yeah, great. Yeah, I'm super excited to reread the rest of it in color. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. and Ted Nafee has another series that I uh, now want to check out called Polly and the yeah, Pirates. Yeah, I haven't read that. Yeah. It's been on my radar for a while. Yeah, uh, yeah. six issue miniseries from 2005. Yeah. That, uh, that also looks very interesting. Yeah, as well. I think I'm going to check He's that really out cool. now because of this. He's really cute. Nice. Yep. So thank you to Kevin Hines. For yeah. The recommendation. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks Kevin. Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Friend Kevin. of FOS, friend of the show. Yeah, you can go back and listen to Kevin's inter- uh, episodes. He was on with Chris Robertson uh, from iZombie. He was on back to back episodes. So go back through our archives. Yeah. Because um, all of our episodes are. Evergreen. None of them are time sensitive. That's true. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who you that? It means you can always get them. Yeah. Well, they yeah. like most other comic book podcasts are like about this week's comics, oh. so there's no reason oh. to listen to them. Oh, okay. You know, oh, I got yeah. it. Whereas I ours see. are always about things that have already been published and have been out for a long time, right. so you can go back right. and, di- and digest so them all. We are irrelevant immediately. And Archie yeah. double yeah. digest. Yeah, them. We're, this is yeah. already irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's nothing timely about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. Anything awesome. you want to plug, Carrie? Yeah, Carrie. Uh, plug yeah. Away. Well, um, <clears throat> I don't know when this will come out, but Mod Show is on Monday. Oh, and I'm doing a spank on oh. August 23rd. Yeah, I'll be up It's called Boob Tube. Um, Pav and I wrote it together. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, so what what is boob tube about? Uh, it's it's a uh, well one of my feminist rants about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's a uh, three three men who are trying to come up with a, a television for women network. Oh man! So we is this based on that Thundergolt sketch that you wrote? Yeah, basically. Which is hilarious. Yeah, we use that as the Ugh. structure, and then we fill it in with some other sketches that we wrote and some new stuff. I love so that it's really fun. Fantastic. And yeah. a spank a spank is uh, a tryout show. To uh, to be considered for a run yes. at UCB Theater in New York, yeah. and that'll be happening at six thirty. Um, I think the sh- the show starts at six. I think we're up second. Okay, mm-hmm. great. And that's uh, that's Thursday, August twenty third. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, where can we Where can we get in touch with you online? Uh, kmcg.tumblr.com. Cool. Or um, at Carrie underscore McGuire and on Twitter. Yeah. And that's M C G U I R E. That's it. Yeah. 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 K-E-R-R-Y. Yes. Uh, Nicole, what are you going to plug? As always, uh, you can listen to me on Matt and Brent Love Comics. Yeah. <laughs> Which is this show. Yep. yep. Uh, have you done anything special? Teenage Cop is a thing. Are they? Teenage Cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teenage okay. Cop is a thing. Okay. Um, but I don't know. Our, we have a show the first Saturday of uh, every month at Under State Marks. Well, yeah. We'll, nice. we'll wrap that. And you're also on Teenage Cop. Yes, I am on Teenage Cop. Uh, uh, an indie improv team in New York. Uh, we perform the first Saturday of every month at Under St. Mark's. Hurrah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Brett White and my column for comic resources called In Your Face Jam. Uh, I think it's going to start going up every Wednesday. Should already, the first one sh- is out or is coming out when you read it. I've written it, so I know that it exists. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and that's um, uh, my stuff, as always. Um... Uh, mattlittle.tumblr at the Matt Little on Twitter, Facebook.com slash the Matt Little, 
And uh, lefthandedradio.com is our monthly sketch show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our guest, Carrie McGuire. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you to Nicole for the fantastic pick. Um, as always, you can catch up on the show on iTunes. As Brett had mentioned earlier, if you head over to iTunes, please, 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 uh, as Thor on one knee, I beseech thee, uh, re- uh, review and rate the show on iTunes. That, uh, that means a lot to the rankings on uh, on iTunes, and we would love you so much if you do. And if you do, we will uh, name drop you on the show for certainly. Uh, you can also head to our Facebook page for Matt and Brett Love Comics, like us over there, uh, and we will shout you out on the show as well because uh, because we love you. Um, what else? Uh, I think that's it, guys. MattBrettLoveComics.com. Thanks to Ben Regee for being our producer, and we will holla at your boy. Next week, I'm gonna make that my catchphrase. You are gonna make that Senate happen. Now. You Nicole better sign hates it. You call hates it. The look that she is giving you right now. I'm gonna talk to Ben. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week on Matt and Brett Love Comics. Hurrah!